In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk with Stephen Callender, the founder of Foster Commerce. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 16. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the podcast that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Pulaski. I'm here today with Stephen Callender. Stephen is the Stephen is the founder of Foster Commerce. Foster Commerce is an e-commerce development and design agency that specializes in developing custom e-commerce stores from start to launch. I was interested in their uh, unique kind of business of you know, using a custom development platform, so I wanted to bring Stephen on the show and talk to him a bit more about that today. So, hey, Stephen, how are you doing? Hey, hey, good, good. Excellent. want to kind of talk a little bit more. I thought it was kind of interesting... Um, you know, I've talked to some folks before about using off-the-shelf um, e-commerce solutions and customizing that, and kind of going the other direction. So I kind of thought the you know custom, the custom development route was something interesting to talk about. So I wanted to kind of get a bit more background about what you guys do and ask you a few questions. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys design and development. You use a, um, you have your kind of own version of what platform is it? So platform, um, so the base of it is, is called Craft, Craft CMS, and then they have the first party plugin called Commerce. So it's Craft Commerce is the the e-commerce platform that we use. Okay, so they use that kind of as a base for you know to get started, and you kind of come and add a layer on top of that um, for clients, right? Yeah, yeah. So the the Craft Commerce is definitely the base, and then we come in because it's it's build your own, yep. right? So it's a clean slate. So. Um, yeah, we come in with our own perspective and, and develop sites in a way that, that we think are beneficial for our clients um, based on their needs. So how'd you get started in this? It's kind of, before I go right into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so I haven't always done e-commerce. For me, I started, um, I'll give you the long version um, since we're on a podcast. Um, I, I was actually a pastor at a church in LA. Hmm. My wife and I, we got married and I didn't know anything about coding. Uh, I knew enough. I, I knew what HTML was. I knew what CSS was. I loved it. I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of fun. But we decided that we, we didn't want to be in LA because LA is really expensive as much as like, I still have my LA poster cause I still miss <laughs> it. Um, but, uh, so, but we, my wife's from Columbus, Ohio, which is where we live now. Anyways, we weren't ready to, to make the move to the Midwest from L.A., so we, we were like, well, what are we going to do? So we're like, we're young, irresponsible, so we're going to move. We moved to Argentina. Oh, wow. We're going to move there for just a year, but then like, as we were planning, we realized, well, how are we going to make money? So my wife, she's an educator. She's like, well, I can teach English, and maybe I'll find like, a, a job like teaching at a school. Um, so that's not a good plan. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? i got a year to figure this out, how, to, how am I going to make money? And so... Um, there's a guy who's in my apartment complex, and he coded websites. And so I went up to him and was like, dude, I really want to do this. I'll work for you for free, kind of as an apprentice. Like, teach me how to code better so I can make money. Hmm. Um, and so he did. Um, he kind of taught me, and I loved it. I was I was dumb at first. I just couldn't <laughs> get it. And um, But I started coding. And so I basically just started as a, as a freelance, as a very junior freelance developer, um, kind of on, on the old elance.com, which yep. uh, is now yeah. Upwork. Upwork, right? yep. What year, and, what year uh, was this? So you're going back in uh, yeah, quite a few. 2010? Okay. 2010. Yeah. So, um, but where I got lucky was I was already niche. So the guy who taught me 
uh, just by chance, he was using a platform which is still around and still powerful. And we still use it occasionally called Expression Engine. Yep. Um, and so I learned how to be an Expression Engine developer. Um, and I got some clients pretty early. And I just learned, I actually spoke at Expression Engine Conference. And I joked that I learned my way just by copying and pasting <laughs> um, code. So That's the way a lot um, of folks learn. So. Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, I used to be ashamed of that, but now I don't care. Yep. Uh, so. Um, yeah, so over that time, and just the, we spent three years in Argentina, and my three years in Argentina, I, I quickly from, became from just like this freelance e-commerce dude who didn't really know what I was doing, to honestly, in three years, I wasn't a full PHP expert or anything, like I, I wasn't going to be that guy, um, but I knew how to handle clients, and I basically had created a business. You know, yeah. my clients are coming back, and I had more and more, and so at a point where I had a team. So all of a sudden, I had an agency, and I... I was like, I guess that's what I'm doing, you know? Um, so that's how I kind of got started in it. Um, and I just enjoyed problem solving for clients. I think that's a piece for me where I came in um, and uh, just, you know, picked up code where I needed to and just uh, figured all that and then put some smart people around me who were filling the gaps that were better than me. Um, and so from there, um, yeah, we, without, so that company is Shoeshine Design and Development, um, which still owns, still basically our parent company. Um, and we have been operating and we're still operating Shoeshine. Um, and then we got into e-commerce cause we decided that most of Shoeshine's work is white label. Uh, we do a lot of, for a lot of large design agencies, ad agencies, like we do their client project work, uh, project web work. Um, so we take it and we realize that we really enjoy e-commerce we had a lot to offer because we'd done a lot of e-commerce sites. We realized our clients didn't really know how to do e-commerce. They were just kind of building e-commerce sites for their clients. Um, so we had expertise in it over the time. And just, um, just for people who haven't seen this before, right? They, um, a lot of times clients go to a full-service you know, agency. Yeah. And they're kind of, you know, might be working on like a marketing plan, the advertising side, all these different kind of facets. But the design development, they outsource to someone like yourself, Um Behind the scenes, yeah. you're the one doing the work, but the agency is the one with the actual client relationship. So you never actually, um, the client doesn't know you are directly doing the work. You kind of work just through the agency. Um, and that's a very typical, that happens all the time in agency work. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So yeah. when people come over to our house and it's clean, they don't realize I didn't clean it. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Actually, I clean my own house. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I don't want to, but, um, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's most of our work. And, you know, so the challenge with that is we, when it's white label, you can't really market it. Yep. You can't market it publicly. So, um, the portfolio looks slim and people are like, well, whenever you get a direct client relationship, um, or, or you're attempting to get a, a new relationship with a client, they're like, can I see your portfolio? And then, you know, there's some things we can show, some things we can't, yep. so you kind of have to work with that. But, um, yeah, so we still do that. We still do tons of that. Um, but we decided that moving forward, what we really enjoy and what we feel like we're really good at, we have a, a voice kind of in, we have a, a perspective, um, is the custom e-commerce uh, world. And so that's kind of where Foster Commerce developed out of and okay. we're trying to move forward with. So, yeah. Yeah, as you kind of do more of those projects, there's some some things about e-commerce that are um, not obvious if you haven't done that work before, if you're just used to, you know, other type of work. So it probably helps once you start getting that, you know, assembly line of, okay, we've seen that before. We know kind of the, the payment workflow, the order workflow, how inventory comes in, kind of those different, you know, things that are very particular just to e-commerce. Um, once you start seeing yeah. those patterns, it probably helps. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, you could get, we can get into all of it, right? So obviously for you, like order fulfillment and shipping is a huge piece of like, how are you going to, you know, do you have a large inventory? Is it, is it just in a shelf in your office or is it a warehouse, you know, and yep. how are you organizing all that? And, and does it, is it going to be manual? Is it going to be automated and tied into your system when somebody places an order? Like there's this whole like, um, realm in each aspect, you yep. know, it's even marketing and, and, and how you market, you know, products on Facebook versus just services on Facebook is very different. And, um, so things like that. So, hmm. um, yeah, yeah. You, you, there's, there's a, e-commerce is, is its own beast. Yeah. Uh, and you can get in the weeds on all of it. And so for us, we've decided to get in the weeds of everything regarding like the website, kind okay. of the website being, you know, obviously with web development and design, there's a lot of relationship to like building an actual store, like a, a retail shop or, you know, architecture and design. So we see ourselves as the architects and the interior designers. Yep. That's um, kind of what we do. But we're not going to be the ones that then get the traffic into your site, you know. We're okay. not going to be the ones creating your billboard, you know, on, yep. the, on the freeway. Um, but hopefully when people come into your store, it they get a feeling of, they want to be there and they know where to look for what they're looking for and they, they get a sense of already what's in the store. So we kind of help with that. So like when somebody walks in, do they know what they're getting? Do they know how to find what they want? And is it an easy process for them to buy it? Yep. Okay. So the first kind of thing when people come to you, um, and you probably get this a lot, right? Where people are trying to pick, do we work with a off-the-shelf, you know, Shopify, BigCommerce, Magento, WooCommerce, something like that? Or do they come to someone like yourself and have a kind of built-up um, either from scratch or starting with a, you know, a base and then building it from there. So what would you, what should people kind of think about when they're making that, you know, build, you know, where to draw that line of, you know, do I completely use like a vanilla Shopify or do I go more towards a custom build? What kind of, what sort of people should do what and what should they think about? That's a great question. Um, My honest opinion is if you can go with a, uh, and off the shelf, like Shopify or BigCommerce, and you can be satisfied with that, then do it. Okay. Um, I, I definitely think if those platforms fit for you, then there's no need, because custom is, is gonna, typically going to be more expensive. There's sometimes like you can get more expensive than Shopify, and especially in the Shopify Plus on the, the monthly recurring, and, and all that stuff, kind of these fees that you pay over time. So I mean, you could weigh those costs, um, depending on that, but I, I definitely encourage people, even like thinking non e-commerce, like people who just need websites and they feel like they need some big, awesome custom marketing site, like try it in Squarespace first, you know, if it, if it works in Squarespace, then why, why, why fix that? Why spend more money if you don't have to? So I'm all about being lean. Yeah. People that, yep. Um, but when it comes to like e-commerce and building custom e-commerce, there are definitely benefits in people who, who probably should be in, in custom stuff. So I guess to answer your question, a part of that would be um, people who want full ownership over all their data. Okay. So like they want to own the database. They want to own the servers. They want to they want to have all that control. They want to um, not have to go through a, a, some payment uh, gateway that they don't want to use. They want to be able to modify their checkout process, either one because they just want to or because they have to. Yep. Um you know, say for example, like they, you know, their business model is the things they sell. They have to kind of confirm those products before they can actually, you know, take the payment from the user from yep. the customer. So the customer kind of places an order, it puts it on hold, triggers the system for them to check it, confirm it, make sure that you know. Because I'm speaking of a specific client we've had where they 
the people buy on warranty or not, and so it's kind of an honor system is it warranty, and then their customer service department has to check and make sure if it actually fits warranty before then, then they'll make the payment or not. And you can't do that in Shopify and in commerce, like yeah. So that's standard. Customs, they so. don't fit into that standard checkout workflow type of thing where they can't just you yeah. know put in their credit card, hit buy, and the shipment goes out, and you know it's over. They need yeah. to do there's like steps in between that need to be um, a bit more customized. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And there's a lot of that. There's yeah. a lot of that. So whether it's your your order fulfillment, so that's an order for order fulfillment customization. Um, for some people, it's their products. Um, their products are don't fit the the standard kind of. It's just a straight product with some variants um, that and the variants fit within the the mold that that's allowable. Um, and so, like for one of our clients, like they have a two unique products, actually three unique products that are kind of bundles of other purchasable items. Yep. So in their inventory, these small little pieces that they put together to make one product, um, but you can't, you can't, there's not a way for them to do it um, in Shopify or big commerce or some of these other platforms without it getting really clumsy and a bad user experience. Yeah. So, I've seen clients before where they, oh, I was going to say, I've seen, I've seen clients before where they bundle a physical product with a virtual one. Um, so great example, you know, you buy some Latarnus good and there's also a, a warranty. And kind of the checkout flow there is a little little odd because um, one you're actually shipping, the other you're not, and you know you pay for yeah. them a little differently. So something like that. Um, also, that's, that's interesting because I actually just bought something where a warranty kind of came with it. It says you yep. just purchased two things. I'm like, wait, no, I didn't. Yeah, and the, yeah, so the checkout workflow is not. It doesn't like fit in with like no, no, no. I I bought like a you know this digital camera and like oh no, but you bought a warranty too, and that's another item, but that's not going to ship. So there's no tracking up like. Yeah, yeah, so I've seen that before. I've also um, we worked with a client where for every order, it would uh, you know instead of it being like UPS coming to your house, it would actually be like a you know it, would, it was all B two B, but it'd be like a tractor trailer truck. Um, where, so they would need to like schedule. So it wasn't just like you know, hey, here's your tracking number. It would be a shipment. You need a loading dock. You need a forklift. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it wasn't just like the standard workflow with like you put your credit card in and like I oh, will see you in two days. This was more of like okay, someone's gonna call you and like make sure your loading dock is the right height to meet our truck <laughs> yeah. so the pallets can get pulled off. Um, it was still done online, yeah. but it just didn't fit that standard checkout model. So I've seen some examples like that. Um, you know, a few times with our customers. So yeah, exactly. I mean, those are good. Those are good things. I mean, another one that that I find really interesting. And I kind of wish there were more people like this. And so we try to develop our clients to be people like this is where you want to build custom because you want full control over um, design and workflow once you start seeing data mm. of data of like how people are using your site. So there's other, you know, there's platforms, um, you know, Hotjar and Sightly, like there's some other things that tell people, tell you how people are using your site. And then hopefully, based on that, if you're paying for those services, you're actually using it to then make improvements. And then there's times when the improvements you want to make, if you're on these other systems, you're limited. And you're kind of like, well, I kind of have to stick with that piece or, you know, something else. But when you're a full custom, I mean, as long as you have good designers, good developers, you know, good production team behind you that that can work on your website... Then you can make those adjustments, you know, and you can see it and you're not limited by anything other than your creativity, you know, so, and your skill. So, um, yeah, I think that's another piece is just, uh, you know, e-commerce is really data dependent, you know, to be successful ultimately in the long run, you got to have a really good product and you've got to be really good at knowing your data and adjusting. So, um, and, and you're limited in what you can adjust if you have a, you know, platform that limits you. 
Okay. So something, just trying to think of the people that could, you know, the sitting listening to this would identify themselves as yeah. I should be looking at custom versus, you know, off the shelf. So someone that was, was my pitch to everyone. Yeah. To <laughs> <laughs> be custom. Yep. I like that. No, I think, I think, so I think to fit in that really, the bigger thing is, is what you're trying to do with your business, right? So what your product is, what's your long-term goal if you're just kind of up and running and you're doing drop shipping and you're just trying to like sell and make some stuff, I mean, probably stick with Shopify and the other things. You're, you're just trying to make some maybe reliable but fast money and the brand isn't your big idea that maybe you'll have a new drop shipping thing in two, in two years or whatever, you know, or six months, however fast you want to move. Like, ah, you probably don't need to go custom. The custom yep. stuff is really also going to be for people who are really trying to build out their brand. Hmm. you know, um, and want to be whatever size they want to be, but, but they're invested in this. Like they're not wanting, they might sell on Amazon, but like, it's really important for them to have their own, you know, branded, you know, portal into who they are to tell their own story and to manage their own data. So they're not dependent upon some other company and whatever they might change in their process. Um, that's a, so that's a, that's a good point right there. Someone who wants to spend more kind of, um, more of the effort on their own, on their own site and not Amazon or any of the other channels, um, any of the marketplaces type of thing. And maybe, and yeah, a lot of brands do both, but you know, some, we work with clients that their main focus is channels. They may not even have a site of their own, um, verse. And there's other clients that are in the opposite direction where their site is, you know, the main thing and the channels of these, like this extra little bonus. Um, but that's not their focus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, when I think about all, I, mean, I honestly think 100% of our clients all care about their brand. Mm. Like, there are none of them that were like, ah, we might not have this in a year. <laughs> you yep. know, we might not have this in two years. Like, no, this is kind of what they're banking on for five to 10 years. Yep. Okay. So that's definitely, yeah, I think it's the difference of investing in the, um, in the brand where people are coming to your site because it's your site and not, you know, a marketplace and maybe not products you can get just anywhere. Um, a lot of times if it's a unique product that your clients are creating on their own, then you can see also that's another, another avenue where like it's their product and they're not just selling, you know, standard products that they're going to try to push out to the marketplace, this sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that obviously it, it worked. We kind of even enter into, uh, well then how do they drive traffic, especially in an era yep. where, you know, brand loyalty is, is as lasts as long as a Google search, you know? So, I mean, it's like, that's kind of hard. So like, there's a sense of, you know, of, uh, there's, there's a benefit to going to those other places where you're, where you're seen, you know, like if you do handcrafted jewelry, it's yep. probably smart for you to have some presence on Etsy, even if you have your own website, you know, because that's where people go kind of for some of that stuff. And so a lot of it's just strategy and, and trafficking, but, but yeah, people who are really trying to control their own data, control their own user databases and their own brand image, um, being able to not have somebody put a hold on their products because something that they don't know about, yep. you know, if you just want to control the whole process from, um, the brand identity, the product flow, I mean, any of it custom okay. is definitely a way to go. All right. So let's say someone's sitting here listening and they, you know, self-identify and say, yes, this is, this is for me. This makes sense. What's the next thing they should think about when they want to start, you know, going down that process of, okay, we want, we know we want to do this. What's next? Yeah. I mean, good question. So, I mean, 
I think part of it is just finding um, the like an agency that you trust um, that you can work with, or I mean, finding the the professionals you want to work with. It doesn't need to be an agency necessarily, but because yep. you'll need help clearly. Um, so finding the people you can trust that will help you, and just kind of based on from there, like if um, you'll probably need somebody with good design, probably need somebody who can develop in a platform that's going to allow you to do, you don't have to do craft commerce. I mean, clearly we do that and we think it's, we've chosen it for, we think it's very powerful. Um, but there are other platforms. And so, um, that would, that would be effective for custom. So it's just finding those teams. And so part of that takes a little bit of research, you know, hopefully if you know some people or if you want to, if you trust a certain platform, you can see, you can talk to them and see who they refer you to because they typically have partners. I mean, Shopify does the same thing too. If you contact them or they have like a partners page, you, know, you can say, hey, I want Shopify. I want, to, I want the best people, you know, you yep. talk to. So, um, but, and then see where those agencies, let those professionals guide you, to be honest. I think, I think instead of coming to them and saying, hey, you're the expert, but here's what we're going to do. Yep. Um, then you're kind of shortcutting short their their expertise, um, and you're not going to get you know the, the most value. So um, let the experts be the experts and guide you in, in their process and their flow. Um, maybe ask those questions of like, what is your process? Where do we start key from here, and what's from here to launch? Uh, what's that look like? So you almost so find like a uh, like a contractor to help you build your house, and you go to that contractor, and then you say, hey, you know, do you do you have a guy that specializes in obviously roofs, foundations, this and that. What's the timeline yeah. look like? And there, you know, that contractor then is your, your guy. Um, and then they kind of do the next step down the line. But you kind of talk to that person and then they kind of do the next verse. Yeah. Saying, let's yeah, do it yeah. all yourself. And you hire, you know, a guy for every part of the project yourself, um, a separate, you know, three developers, a designer. And you, you know, that's the other way, right? Of trying to piece, yeah. you know, piecemeal it. Exactly. Imagine you were building a real retail store, like a yeah. in person in real life. Right, retail shop. I mean, you're not going to just go willy nilly. I mean, you might say, "Oh, we that that space right there is available. We're just going to we're just going to pull the trigger now." Yep. But then once you have the space, you got to kind of make some things happen with it, right? But hopefully, at some point, you know, if you're really investing in, there's a depending on your budget, whatever, you're, you're gonna bring some experts in, even if it's for some partial stuff, right? So, um, yeah. So, I, I would definitely encourage like find the right partner. Um, that can help you, that can understand your business. Yep. Um, honestly, uh, and, and we used to do this too, but we used to just jump in, you know, a client would, would contact us and we're just like, all right, let's just jump in without knowing their business. Like, we can make this. You want green? No, we'll do green, you know? Yep. <laughs> like, you know, but but for us, our process now is we we go through a series of interviews of just really understanding the business, understanding the target audience. What's, tell us about your products because we want to know you know, if your product pages should be kind of long form with lots of stories mm -hmm. and trying to convince them, or is, or do you just have like thousands of products and it's more catalog based and we want to try to upsell the other things? Like, what are we doing? You know, yep. what's your business model for selling and what's the relationship of your products to, to one another? And that really for us determines on how you build out the site. So that's all those questions that for us go in the beginning before you lay down the blueprint of the site. Um, so we, we, we get on the same page of who you are, who your audience is, what your products you know are, what what, what workflows you need, um, and then we start blueprinting it. You know, we, we build out the content architecture um, of of a site, so we kind of know you know what we're what we're talking about, like what's going to show up here and there, and then from there we can jump in design. Um, if if clients don't have good branding 
any branding or they want to refresh the branding, we also do brand. We're brand experts um, um, in that. It's not something we, we typically like advertise because we want the e-commerce, but like people who need that, we can we definitely flesh that out for them. Yep. Um, and building up brand identity because it's kind of what we do in the design aspect. Um, and so then we move from there. So once you have the, the clear brand identity and the design, you have your content architecture, um, how things are going to, what things are going to be included in design and what the purpose of all that is, then the next step really is just to start developing it um, and just coding it out and, and making it come to life. And so with us, you know, we, we kind of have our own base install um, of things that we think should always be, like, for example, the checkout process. Like, we don't really, unless there's an, uh, you know, a business need for a unique checkout process, we don't really let our clients, you know, have an input on the checkout process, like in the sense of the flow. Yep. Um, because we know what works. We know what has lower, con- um, a higher conversion rates. Um, like, like single so page versus multi-page, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So if our clients were like, "Well, can we do checkout this way?" I'm like, "I mean, you could. It's untested, and you might miss some sales because you're just doing a unique checkout." Yep. You know. So there's parts of it where then our expertise comes in. We say, no, like this is the way to do this. Mm. Um, even though then, you know, we kind of filter based on their needs to go from there. So, um, but yeah, um, and that's kind of then the process. So you're, part ca- for us is, you're kind of the contractor that helps them in that, you know, guiding the way basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so our, our goal is whenever clients get a launch site. So we, we typically stay around. Um, we like to stick around with our clients and, and, and be then, you know, hopefully they're doing data and kind of research and, and they, they need some changes or some updates and they're, they're staying fresh. Yep. Um, so we, we stay around, you know, we, we um, kind of do the basic of like managing their site as well, just make sure it's backed up and, you know, all those basic things once you're launched. Um, but we, what we hope is that they'll be in a spot to be able to market their site well. Because essentially, once you launch their store, now it's all marketing. Yep. You know, it's product development on that side. But when it comes to the site, it's it's figuring out your email marketing campaigns, all that stuff. So that's kind of the point where you you know hand them the keys and say, you know, okay, now it's time for you to do your thing. You know, yeah. the site's launched. They do the marketing. They do the customer service, um, order processing, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or or they hire somebody else to do it. Yep. Right. Um, but on their side. On us, their side. That, yeah, exactly. That's where we hand off the keys and we say, we've given you all these tools now. You can run email stuff, like you're going to be able to do a card abandonment email series, like you can do, you know, check from basics like analytics and, you know, we have our own plugins for craft commerce as well, like insights into their, their store of like, what are the top sellers, you know, who are the top buyers? And so if they want to offer discounts to those people, they can, they have that information. Some of that stuff is like, you know, Shopify gives you that, big commerce gives you that, yep. but that's the stuff that's often missed when you go to um, custom. Yep. When you go to custom, it's like they don't, they forget to add that stuff. That should be common for every e-commerce store. Yes. I've definitely seen that uh, easily overlooked. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to, one thing I know people always want to know this question is, let's say they want to go ahead with this and people are always wondering the budget of, you know, how long they should think of, <laughs> mu- and, uh, and you get this all the time and everyone's dying to ask that question. Um, and, you know, either time, Time and or money, right? People, those are kind of the two big numbers. And obviously, like, the sky's the limit. You could make this take yeah. five years if you wanted and just go forever. Um, you could keep iterating designs. But, like, what's, like, a 
reasonable range that people should like, you know, Hey, if you're below this, don't even, you know, don't even yeah. start thinking about custom. What's kind of the, the rate or time wise, if you need something launched, you know, in the next three days, you probably don't want to go custom. <laughs> like what, what's, what's re- at least a reasonable expectation people should uh, enter into this. Yeah, no, it's, and, and that's a reasonable question. Um, <laughs> I think that people have, so it, it, I'll give you a real answer. I will caveat the start off and saying like, it really just all depends. Yeah, Again, uh, it really depends on how big of a store yep. you're having, uh, how many products you have, what you need at launch, uh, what you can add in phases later. Yep. Um, all of that is is really varied. Um, so I can speak for us. I know that there are there are definitely agencies who are probably cheaper than us, um, and they might provide as much value as us. So part of it is, so I can speak to us in, in the sense that people who need our services. Um, and who want to be on the platform that, that we that we offer, really the minimum you're going to be getting into for for us is going to be about thirty thousand okay. um, dollars. And so that's going to be design development, kind of walking you through it, you know, the, from the architecture, the interviewing early, like all that stuff. So um, that's that's the minimum kind of buy-in um, uh, to to get that going. And then um, as things get more complex, or have as we have different phases, um, then you know there maybe there's more. There are clearly agencies who could do stuff for like fifteen thousand, you know. Um, yeah, you could always find someone to do something cheaper. That uh, that rule is yeah. universal. No matter, and even at the fifteen, you can find someone che- like you can always find someone cheaper. But yeah, it's finding that person you're comfortable with, obviously. Um, yeah. And let's say so, like thirty is like the minimum bar, you know, to entry. What's kind of a? I'm assuming it go into like the low six figure range, depending on you know mm-hmm. whatever they want to do. Yeah, we don't jump. Um, we don't. For us, we limit ourselves like we don't work with like the super massive okay. sites for like we have an agency we'll refer to. Okay. Um, if if that if we find like during the year because we'll always do the interview process, so we call it our success strategy. We'll do a success success strategy with anyone um, because then you know we can have input at that point, and after that we can say you know what. Um, you don't need this. Like, go to Shopify, and here's here's an agency you can work with, or here's a couple agencies. Go save some money and and get your revenue going. And then, if you feel like you need custom at a certain point after a year or two, then come back. But um, now that we know who you are, let's let's no, let's not move forward. We'll yep. do that. And then also on the other end, we're like, you know what? Y'all are phenomenal, um, but you're way too big. And we don't want to be a one client agency and working with you will make us a one client agency because we'll have to put all of our eggs in this basket. Well, and and so, if, if GE needs a, you know, e-commerce site <laughs> rebuilt and it's going to take you the next five years and that's all you're going to do that, you know, oh. that might not be, you know, right, right for anyone. So even if it gave me a lot of money, it's not what I enjoy. It's not yep. what I want to do. Um, so that's, yeah, that's not what we do. Okay. We, we like people who are trying to build premium brands. That's for sure. Like people who really care about their brand and want to, they think they're, they know their products are the best. They want to sell it. They're not just kind of like cheap things. Like so, our our clients are people who really care about their product. They're typically owner operators, the people who like kind of invented the product or have some investment in the product itself, um, or maybe they have a marketing team and we're working the marketing director, you yep. know, who's kind of needing to get things going. But, but we're not typically working with really massive um, companies. Um, we're people who are just, um, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Maybe still 20 people or less. They have that expression, if you're, uh, if you're trying to be right for everyone, you're typically right for no one sort of thing. So it's usually, you know, you know find, the, find the person you're comfortable working with and the person that fits, you know, both directions, right? Um, you're comfortable with, yeah. they work with someone your size, and 
yeah, that totally, totally makes sense. But then also time-wise, what kind of, what's yeah. the range people should be looking at and saying, you know, if I need this in the next two days, obviously not reasonable, but like, what is kind of the expectations there from, you know, the moment they have that first call with you? The fastest for us, once we have architecture down, okay, because that whole process, you've got to give time to, right? You've got to make sure, because you don't want to build it wrong. And even with custom, you can come back and change it, but then you're spending more money than you need to. Um, so it's not like once you build it, it's not like a building where we're going to have to tear it down and like you're yep. screwed. You know, no, like you can, but but you want to get it right the first time. So after architecture is defined, so it's after those interviews and we figure everything out, we've got the architecture down. And that's probably, that's probably more of a back and forth like... Um a conversation type thing where part of that is the client has to go back, kind of think about it, talk to their team, come back to you, you come back with some possible ideas, kind of some designs, workflows, and it's a back and forth. So that's probably something you can't control that initial, um, that we initial try, part too much. So we, we try to guide it because yep. we, we kind of know what questions we need to ask. Um, so, so we know how to guide that conversation and we do it over right now. It's four interviews um, that are about, what are they about an hour, an hour and a half. Um, so it's about a month um, mm. that takes. Okay. Um, we could do that faster if we wanted to. We just typically, people don't have the time to like do like a full day, you know, or the mental capacity to kind of do that. It's, it's, it's I mean, it's a lot of, it's very thoughtful. So um, we space it out. Um, yeah, and that yeah. space usually sometimes helps just the, the process of, you know, you need to go back with, to them with some questions and, you know, the first answer, the fast answer might not be the best one. They need to kind of think about it, maybe even talk to their team. Um, yeah. and then come back to you and it's, it is a process. Yeah, exactly. It's so, so, so we have to have that space for that. And then once, so once we get through that, we kind of understand, okay, this is, this is, this is what we're talking about. Um, then once we get into, um, designing it, then from design to launch the fastest, um, unless like. Yeah, the fastest is really three months. If, if, if we can do it a lot faster than that, then we probably shouldn't be coming to us. Okay. You know, um, probably should be on another platform and go even faster. Yep. But Because if there isn't a lot of custom stuff to take time to build out, then why are we going custom? Yep, you know? that's a good. So I would say three months is probably the fastest. Um, but we also, I'll, I'll be honest, like we don't really want to take on projects that take more than five or six months. Uh, okay, um, there's, so there's the range. Yeah, so for us, it's between three and six months. Yeah. Projects can take longer, and they do regularly, but I think it's because of um, its process. It's a lack of process, or it's agencies who don't do e-commerce a lot, and so this e-commerce, kind of, it just takes a little bit longer yep. um, to kind of get it right. And so it is really common to have e-commerce, custom e-commerce builds take you know six to 12 months. Um it, that's really common, actually. So we feel like we're in the six, the three to six months that we're a bit faster, but that's possible because we know e-commerce really well um, in that yeah. sense. So yeah, know where the blind spots are. You can kind of race up and you know, know here's where you know here's where there's going to be gutches. Let's just talk about that now. Yeah. Get that out of the way, and you know the the light, you know, kind of the light fluffy of what we'll color to make the logo. We can talk about that later, but the checkout process sort of thing. Knowing if that needs to be custom or not, um, and deciding that early on is probably, um, you know, probably something that helps speed up that process. So you're not yeah. uncovering some of those things later. Yeah, I mean that that whole realm of the e-commerce, like once you add to cart, everything that happens from there. For when you go custom, if you don't really know what you're doing, if it's an agency that's not really done it before, that's that's really time intensive. You yep. know, it's like 
getting it to add to cart, making sure it's not adding two products, make sure it's, you know, all the stuff that goes into it of like, are you saving addresses? Are you saving multiple addresses? Can people log in? When they log in, what do they see? Can they yep. edit stuff? Can they request refunds? Can they, there's all this stuff that you could or could not do, you know? Um, and a lot of times they're, they start making it up. They're like, all right, we're ready. And then they do the custom checkout process. Like, oh, we're not ready. Yep. <laughs> like, there's stuff we haven't thought through. Um, and so, um, yeah, yeah, for us, that's, I think that's, that's why we want to do that, why we want to focus on that, because we want to just solidify this process. And we get better and better with every project. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things in e-commerce. You could spend almost as much time in, you know, before you add to cart, and then the add to cart to checkout, and then even the post-checkout. There's, like, these three stages that are all big and important. But unless you've kind of gone through that before, um, that might not be immediately obvious that, you know, might focus a little too much on that initial, you know, pre-add to cart sort of thing. And then yeah. lack those other two post add to cart, post checkout kind of processes, which are also obviously critically important. But unless you've been through that, you don't know that. You don't know it. Yeah, you don't you don't have a clue. Or or if you're not set up for it. Say you decide like, oh, we're doing this, but oh, we won't worry about that. Yep. And then you realize like as you start marketing your site and you realize, oh, you know, hey, we're generating some traffic, but we're not getting the sales we hoped for. And you we go and audit and kind of look at what's going on, and we're like, Yeah, it's what you're you're not you're not taking full advantage of like your post purchase nurturing, yep. you know, um, and and so maybe you should hook something up to, to get that going and um, but but even for us in our build is so that's what we we tell our clients like we've got that stuff handled so when somebody clicks add to cart unless there's something just really unique that needs to be worked on um, let us we'll worry about that like we're not even going to show you design comps for this like that's just not Yep. It's not a thing, you know, it's, um, we'll get you set up and you can, you know, do your emails the way you want it with your own copy and stuff like that. But once somebody adds the cart and you see the cart page and they're going to check out, like that's us, like yep. let, let us handle that. We'll work with you on the design of your marketing pages. So everything else on the site is marketing, yep. right? Your homepage, any landing pages, any just about pages, um, even your product listing page and your product detail page, like those are really important of like how you're going to lay those out, what's on them. That's the stuff where we want to invest time with our clients. Like yep. we want to have those conversations because that's like going into a store and like, what does it feel like? You know, Walmart feels very different than, you know, going into the Lego store. <laughs> Actually, and, maybe some parts not, but you know, well, like a clothing store. And that's probably where the customer comes to you with more of a vision. Um, most people, when they're thinking about launching e-commerce, are probably aren't thinking they have a, you know, a tight vision of the checkout process. Um, but a lot of, you know, a lot of times the actual presentation of the products, the, mm -hmm. that sort of thing, that's usually what, um, you know, at least folks on the marketing side are kind of initially thinking about. So as long as they have someone who can run with the, you know, the other processes, it kind of takes that, at least they don't need to worry about that so much. And they kind of know you have that handled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's what we want to meet them and say, yeah, let's, let's focus on this. Let's focus on the yep. marketing side for them when it comes to the custom design development. But the problem, so the challenge is whenever you go with people who don't really know what they're doing on that and there is some custom built out everything that then you trust that it's a good checkout process, but it may not be, gotcha. you know, um, or you trust that there's good stuff going on back there, but it may not be. And so until you test it, you do some A-B testing where you see my conversion rates on par with the average of, for my industry, you realize, oh, they're not. <laughs> like, yep. Okay, well, now what? You know, we just paid a lot of money. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, that's interesting. I think the range helps people too because 
just kind of knowing, okay, if we want to get into this, what's the minimum bar? And like you said, knowing, hey, if you, you know, need something done quickly, that's, you might not be even a candidate for a custom option. That might just not be the right fit. Or if you could do it quickly, yeah. um, maybe the shoe doesn't fit and just kind of start there. And then, you know, the other thing is you could always start with a off-the-shelf kind of build and then learn um, and realize, okay, you know, we really do need this, like, custom X. And the only way we're going to get that is going with, you know, just something that's not um, not offered out of the box. So then we need to kind of reiterate. So it's almost a, a redesign at that point. But you kind of use that initial learning phase and then kind of move from there. Exactly. And I would encourage that. If you can, again, like, if, if people can do these off-the-shelf systems, then do it. And yep. start getting information. Start getting a, a base. Start learning the marketing side of it. Figure out who your audience is. Like, figure all that stuff out. And then if you start really running into to real business problems because of your platform, then go and get custom, you know, at that point. But, yeah, I mean, why spend all the money? Yeah. I, I just, I'm in favor of people saving money and being lean in their business so they can succeed, you know, and don't spend spend all your money away, you know, until you know you need it. I think so that, it's an investment. I think that is great advice. Um, and probably a good place to wrap up there, actually, on that, uh, on that note. Um, I think that's that, good. Yeah, I think that was very helpful. Um, so there's definitely, if there's anything, anything else people should know or any way people, uh, folks can reach you, what's the best way? Yeah, if you're interested, um, just fostercommerce.com. Um, so I'm not sure when this is going to be launched, but we're actually excited. We're rebranding ourselves. So, um, and so, so excited to kind of get that out there. But um, fostercommerce.com or craftcommerce.com. I think they're doing a new website as well soon, but we're a partner agency um, for craft commerce, so you can even find us there as well. Um, and that's that's where we are. If you if you want to get personal, then LinkedIn as well. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just follow commerce. All right, I'll add those in the show notes. So if anyone wants to uh, follow up with you, they can definitely do so. And thank you. I think this is definitely very helpful. Yeah, it's good talking with you. Yeah, awesome. Great talking to you. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. Thank you.